to Learning Now Radio, bringing you the best news, views and interviews from the team that brings you Learning Now TV. This is Learning Now Radio. Welcome to a special episode of Learning Now Radio, recorded at this year's Learning Technologies Conference and Exhibition. We recorded live at the event, which means the audio quality is a little different from our regular podcasts, but the quality of the conversations certainly makes up for it. You'll hear from Sarah Linzel, Director of Global and UK Learning Technology and Transformation at PwC, Andrew Jacobs, Organisational Learning and Talent Manager at the London Borough of Lewisham, Phil Reddle, Chair of the eLearning Network, and Barry Sampson, Founding Director at More Than Blended Learning. But to kick us off, let's hear from Kate Graham, Content and Communications Manager at Fosway Group. So, Kate, you've been up the keynote at the conference. I have. What sort of tone do you think it's set for the event? What sorts of themes do you think are going to be sort of dominating the agenda over the next two days? That is a really good question. Um, and I think that it sets the agenda in a way that is really interesting to me. It's, it's, it sets the agenda in a way that's accessible but still forward-looking. So it's not kind of, oh, the future's going to be virtual reality or something that, you know, if I'm here from a medium-first company or a public sector company, that that's totally out of reach. Um, He talked about um, artificial intelligence. He talked about trust. um, And I think that that really relates to a lot of the way that we are seeing things going in learning and development. So our FOSFAY research that we do with the guys at Learning Technologies is showing kind of personalised learning, uh, learning engagement, uh, or you know, learning at the point of need, yeah. um, the agility of learning—all of those things are becoming more and more important. So L and D kind of knows where it needs to go, and that theme of kind of um, learning as a consumer. So Timon talked not specifically about L and D at all. He talked about sort of customer examples, but he talked about this "you know me" culture, and actually, we want privacy, but we also want these people that have got our data to actually make lots of recommendations for us. So I think that's, I think it's really encouraging because it's kind of we're looking ahead, but it's not so far out of reach that we can't get there. And there's lots of things that I'm seeing on the exhibition floor that can help make that stuff happen. Fantastic. Thanks, Kate. So, Sarah, we've just been in the women's, uh, Women in L&D session. Um, although the conversation, I think, was a bit broader than just women in L&D, women in careers generally. Mm-hmm. Why do you think we're still having this conversation? Because I think lots of people would assume that over all the years of diversity, equality, training, etc., and seeing women like yourself up on a panel like this, that it's not an issue anymore. I really don't know why we're still having the conversation. I think sometimes it's probably a bit because we don't quite recognise exactly what all of us are achieving, so we need to have that conversation still. I think that's probably something about credentialising ourselves even more. Um, But I think it's also about um, making sure that everyone can see it's a level playing field. And I think it's probably about talking more about our journey so that it's easier for those that are coming up. And I think our children's journey is going to be different from that new manager's journey and everything else. So I think just being able to have the conversation is valuable because you're able to talk about where you've been and what your struggles are or have been, um, but also what your successes are. So I think the more we talk, the more the problem will probably go away. And I- 
I'm really inclined to agree because thinking about like early career stage, the a number of opportunities there would have been to talk about these things, a number of platforms. It, in some senses, it almost felt like a bit of a closed shop. But I think if you put yourself out there and you're open, just as you were talking today about open to opportunities, say, actually, I, I could write an article on that or I could do a blog on that or I could go and speak to somebody and see if I could speak at a conference. Most of the time, the door will be opened, but we mm. perceive it that it might be shut. Mm. It's really interesting because I do, you know, every time somebody asks me to come and speak at a conference or to do something, I go, yeah, I'd love to do that. I'm really open to that opportunity. But leading up to it, I'm nervous. I'm going, why did I do that? I've now <laughs> got to spend days writing a conference presentation or whatever. But I just think that whole, you know, just be open to everything that comes along and all of the opportunities are there. And I think we just all need to take them, women and men. Excellent. Thanks, Sarah. Okay, so, Andrew, it's day two, so you've already had day one conference. It's, by the looks of things, probably the busiest one they've had so far. What do you think is drawing people in? What do people want to hear about? Um, I think what people have realised is it's not all about the content anymore. There was a quote came out in a session yesterday, um, content is king, context is the kingdom. Um, and everything that I've seen, the conversations I've had with people, have been around the context of it. So how you can support people in their place, how you can support people in a way they want, rather than what I'm pushing out to people and how I measure and count that. Yeah, and I think quite often there's a kind of you know, perception of the exhibition is about the, the tools and the gadgets and the shiny stuff, and the conference is very much about strategy, but where's the kind of practical meeting of minds? Have you seen more of that this year? Uh, it, the exhibition has been felt slightly different this year. I think it's because vendors potentially have realised that it's not all about pushing the latest thing. It's not about taking the same thing we've always done and folding it differently. Um, and they do seem to be wanting to listen to what people are saying to them. I've had for my first Scaremani exhibition yesterday. Um, within the conference, I think the focus has always been on the application element as well. And perhaps some of the strategy might be in terms of the presentations, but the conversations with people who were here still want to understand, well, how do I put that into practice? Excellent. And so what's been the big takeaway? I mean, I know we're not at the end of the conference yet, but the big takeaway so far for you? Um, for me, it's the uh, understanding it's not about the tech still, it's about the people. Um, and the people come ahead of technology. This might be learning technologies, but actually it's about people. Great. Thanks, Andrew. No problem. So, Phil, it's a very busy show. There's a lot of footfall. Yeah. There's an awful lot of exhibitors. But what do you think the driving force is? Because it's quite, you know, it's an unusual time globally. It's quite it a, a volatile time. There's a lot of uncertainty. But this show is very very busy and a lot of conversations happening what do you think is happening for people back in their workplace that's drawing them out here well it's interesting i mean we have lots of different conversations here and and i can only speak for what i've heard so far but a lot of the people that we normally would expect to see who are asking quite simple basic questions about e-learning we're seeing less right um, and what i've noticed in the conversations i've had this morning i've had four or five quite lengthy really quality conversations amongst others about the business case for learning technology right so it was quite interesting actually uh, a number of teams from different types of organizations some commercial some not but it was interesting to see that they all had the same sorts of questions yeah um, so that, yeah they were genuinely it's a 
tough one to answer because they know what they need it's a business case and they know they need to convince their organisation of the benefits of doing things in a certain way they know therefore they need to look for various drivers or priorities in the organisation that align to whatever's in that business case whether it's speed to confidence or cost or engagement so they know all of those things and yet they're still here searching for an answer although it's quite heartening to hear that a lot of the conversations that you've had are needs led rather than and I know, I know because you're representing the mm-hmm. network then that, that might be the type of conversations that we'll be having but rather than okay well what's the new trend Phil what's the shiny new thing out there that it's a we've got a business need I'm trying to build a case together but I've got to kind of build this ecosystem around me of something to deliver it yes yeah yeah and it's interesting that you say that actually because I think typically we would normally have got those questions in years gone by you know yeah I'm here I'm trying to find out what the top trends are in learning I haven't seen that I have had people come past I've heard them talking to other directors and and they are saying I'm just trying to see what's going on so I still think that's there I don't think it's ever going to go away people want to know what's hot but they're definitely also, or certainly coming to us, asking the question of how I know what I want to do, and I've linked it to a need, but I need to land it. Yeah. yeah. And, and I think that that conversation is something, there's a level of, I guess, maturity um, that certainly we haven't experienced in quite so much volume. That's good. There are always those conversations, but not quite so much. So for me, that's a, a really encouraging one. It is a challenge too, of course, because it's hard to answer that question. Yeah. Um, you know, which is why people are struggling with it. So um, I'm in Hutton so far. I'm going to go around later and do my own version of the uh, what's hot and what's not. Yeah. Um, because you don't know what you don't know. Yeah. So I think that still has value. That's great. Thanks, Phil. Pleasure. So, Barry, we've just been having a quick conversation on why people are at Learning Technologies this year, and more specifically, why are people coming to speak to More Than Blended Learning? But if we start with More Than Blended, why are people stopping by and wanting to speak to you and find out more about what you do and what you offer? So we've had a mix of conversations today, but the majority have been from other suppliers, um, partners in the industry, people who have got great products to sell. So they've got a learning management system or an authoring tool or a virtual classroom or a knowledge management system or whatever their great platform is. They've got a growing client base. They've got great support materials around their products, but their clients are asking for uh, materials to help them build their capability as learning designers and to be able to take those tools and build great learning content which of course is music to our ears because that is exactly what um, we like to offer people that's what we're here to promote to people and I think it's also a reflection on the fact that you know I think the last 12 months has been dominated by what's happening in the learning profession where's it going what direction is it taking what type of roles are emerging and it sounds as if that is definitely becoming part of the mainstream agenda it's spoken about lots in conferences but it feels like perhaps it's getting a bit more real yeah I think certainly for someone like me that's been around for a long time and has had lots of conversations about rapid development in-house development and in all honesty not seeing really great results always from that seeing lots of quantity of materials but not necessarily always great quality when you think about all those conversations more recently about the professionalisation of learning and development I think the fact that people are now saying well we can use the tool we know which buttons to press we know how to load images we know how to create quizzes and so on but actually saying is this really effective 
are we actually designing great learning interventions? I think that is a reflection on maybe a slightly more serious attitude to yeah. what we're doing and, and not just assuming that the technology is the answer that the technology is as good as what the learning designers are putting into these things well and like you said I mean you know, I've been following you guys for many years it's exactly what you're about yeah absolutely yes so, so that, that is great and I'm certainly going to if that trend is there I'm certainly going to identify it absolutely yeah. and I suppose then from a punter perspective having a look around anything that you've noticed well, the, the, the most obvious thing is that the majority of people that I've spoken to, when we've asked the question, you know, why are you here? Are you looking for anything particular? The answer has been, I'm here because I was told to come here and look for something new. It's interesting. I wonder what it is they're picking up that's new. Have you got any ideas what they think? And that's the thing. No, no one seems to have an idea. or No one's been saying, I'm particularly looking for a particular platform or I'm particularly looking for a particular tool or particular content. It has been, I'm looking for... I, it's the horrible word innovation yeah it's I'm looking for something that's different to what we currently do which in some ways it, it's a bit of a worry because people are coming without a clear idea of what it is they're actually looking for and it's uh, well I suppose it's great for some people because they are a perfect audience of people to be sold to rather than to buy something well and I think this is where you and I shared value is it'd be lovely if they came we have this performance need or our business really needs to transform in this way yeah. what would be the best thing for us to do to help start us on that journey yeah. or how could you help us to find that journey and then we'll come up with some solutions yeah. that, that would be nice wouldn't it it would be lovely but well, we just have to keep plugging away at that, don't we? Because I think yeah. that we are definitely having more of those conversations. Yeah, exactly. And it sounds as if you've had lots of conversations already. And, you know, we're recording this prior to lunchtime on Wednesday. So that's a good yeah. sign. Yeah. Lovely. That's great. Thanks, Barry. Thank you. So a huge thank you to Kate, Sarah, Andrew, Phil and Barry for finding time at a very busy event to talk to us at Learning Now Radio. And if you would like to contribute to an episode, then please get in contact with us. You'll find us at learningnow.tv on the web and on Twitter at learningnowtv or at Lisa Minogue W. Learning Now Radio. All the best news, reviews and interviews. Well, that's all we have for this episode. I hope you found some useful takeaways to jot down and use back at work. Please remember to share Learning Now Radio with your work colleagues, your Twitter followers, and of course your Facebook friends. So once again, thank you so much for listening to Learning Now Radio. Please help us to spread the word by subscribing and rating us on iTunes. And Lisa and I look forward to you joining us in two weeks' time.